to Brothers Red, the unique LFC podcast brought to you by Five Brothers. An injury ravaged Liverpool, put themselves back to the top of the Premier League table on Sunday after an imperious 3-0 home victory against, let's face it, title pretenders, Leicester City. Matt, it was a, a great win. Uh, really pleasing to get the three points. Uh, there was much talk before the match about Liverpool's burgeoning injury list. And I think partly because of that, it felt like a massive game, didn't it? I mean, even though we're in the relatively early stages of the season, we were playing Leicester, who are up there at the top and have made a very good start. We've also got Spurs after winning four games on the spin with a, a rejuvenated Mourinho uh, at the top of the table, we've got Chelsea winning as well. So it just it just was really important to get a victory, wasn't it? I mean, I was surprised in the build up to the match on Sky Sports where they're talking about whether Leicester might be more adventurous in their approach in light of Liverpool's injuries. But you actually look at the start in eleven, and you forget about the fact that we've got so many normal uh, starters injured. That was an outstanding first eleven, wasn't it? I mean, it wasn't our first eleven, but it was an outstanding starting eleven, and it's just another statement victory, Matt, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's. I don't know what you boys thought, but it was a, it was a great achievement to to batter Leicester, the informed side, um, with with all them injuries, because because we did, and and we we're written off, weren't we, in the media and people, by people were saying that they were favourites. I know, which, which is, is just. Mad. You just never believe, and and we we were kind of saying when we were watching the game, weren't we, that that Leicester game last season when when we beat them four nil was a was a real kind of significant game, and I kind of got the sense this time that that this result was was similar to that really, and and I feel like that we can definitely kick on from that, and 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 I think that result shows that we are firm favourites. It was Robbie Savage, wasn't it, who said on an interview on a show that Leicester were going to beat Liverpool. He thought Brendan Rodgers, with the injuries, had the tactical now to get a victory. But when people make those sorts of prognostications before a match, it just emphasises, like with the Atalanta game, when everyone was saying that they're really dangerous side and we beat them 5-0, that we've just had a brilliant performance. You know, this is what we do. Well, when you look at all the players we had out injured, you look at that list, it was it was pretty shocking. But then you actually see in the starting lineup, and you're like, hang on, this is a really good team. And if you match the Liverpool players, the Leicester players, man-to-man, the better sides. Like, would you want... I'd be nervous if I had all Brighton right wing playing for me. Yeah, I know. So in comparison to what's Liverpool had, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've got so much quality in that starting 11. Starting 11. Before the, the bench still injuries. looked a little bit weak as well, though, didn't it? But I know what you're saying. The, the starting 11 in comparison to, to Leicester's, you know, it's, it's still a good team, isn't it? I know. You don't realise what a good team it is. But it's a litmus test, isn't it? It's a litmus test of the quality of the squad because we've got Virgil, Joey Gomez, Trent, Hendo, Salah... And arguably, although he hasn't played very much, Thiago, they're six probable starters, if all fit. And yet the starting eleven on Sunday is probably better than any other starting eleven, except possibly Man City, maybe, when they're on form in the Premier League. So I just thought it was comical. 
that before the game they were talking about Leicester adopting their approach to coming to Anfield to play the champions. And the champions have got injury problems, but they've still got a brilliant first eleven. Well, we certainly wiped the floor of them, didn't we? <laughs> it was comprehensive, wasn't it? It was one of those matches as well where you were struggling to pick out a man of the match. Robbo was outstanding. The sort of Duracell utility man, uh, James Milner, was sublime. The seemingly nobody wants to sign him, man Jota, was electric. It could go on and on. I mean, probably our best performance of the season, arguably, Fran. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I was saying, James. It was a great performance against Leicester, especially considering we're missing three quarters of our first choice back line. You know, no Jordan Henderson, no Mohamed Salah. You know, it really was an impressive result. And you're right, you're right to mention the likes of Robbo and Milner. Milner got one one assist, and he made five key passes. I think he got two assists, didn't he, Milner? Because the first one was off Johnny 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 Evans's back of his head. Yeah, Which is comical. It, it just depends on who's recording the stats. I think some 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 of the stats were saying yeah, it is yeah. yeah, it's a great yeah. area, isn't it? The Oggy. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I think Millie should have the two assists for that. It's his two, his two corners. Yeah, you, yeah, right. And I'll give you that one then because he was outstanding, wasn't he, Millie? You know, he's. I, I listened to Tim Sherwood and he was really um, complimentary about Milner. Just basically, I don't know if everyone agrees with this, but basically, he just said that Milner could play any position on the pitch and play a seven. Now, maybe maybe not in net, for maybe example, net, yeah, but yeah. I think he's just a quality professional, isn't he, Millie? And I think he does deserve to be mentioned in, in, in the performance against Leicester. And you're right. I mean, it was it was just on the kickoff time. Leicester kicked off and about four seconds in, they put a ball over and Milner puts this banging, banging header. Well, they were targeting, they were targeting that side, weren't they? Yeah. And he just mopped up, well, mopped he, up everything. Did he mention that in, in his uh, interview after the game? He said to him, they would look like they were targeting you at the start of the game. He just and laughed. he said, I would have done that as well, he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing about, the thing, the thing about Millie, Matt, is that he's, um, he, we we kind of we love him, but at the same time, he's he's he he doesn't get the praise that he deserves, does he? Because what I would say about Milner is we know he's an uttermost consummate professional, but actually he's got it's a big word for you, Matt. It is actually, and I struggle to say it. But actually, though, he's got a bit of a humorous side to him as well, hasn't he? He, he kind of like he doesn't take himself too seriously. Well, he, he like like he takes the mick out of himself sometimes, and I think that's what he was doing at like, that that interview. Um, so yeah he's a big character he is he's like, massive isn't he Clark, even if he's not him, playing yeah. Clark absolutely loves him yeah. can, I, can I I'm dying to mention one other thing as well as soon as he it's funny because as soon as Kaiser went off he switched to midfield and he put an amazing through ball straight through away, to Mane he? yeah he did and I was just like just switch gears what I mean uh, what a man I know yeah. what a man to be able to just to what a man sounds <laughs> 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 yeah I do a bit don't I um, so Pad move, move, moving slightly towards the the back of the back of the team, another clean sheet. I say another. That's only our second of the season. Obviously, we got one against Chelsea. No sort of panic about the defense though beforehand because Fabinho looked like a certain starter. You know, I think that uh, Fabinho is a second coming of Virgil Van Dijk. But what what mentioned that too much. But Matip and Fabinho together, it's just a very sound, calm, efficient defensive partnership. They're both pretty good in the air, so we're not going to get, you know, sort of knocked around. 
And they kept Vardy and Madison really quiet. I mean, Leicester's XG was quite high, wasn't it? It was almost, it was in the high ones, almost two. But I had a little look at the progression of the XG. Leicester's XG was around 0.47 until the 61st minute when Vardy and Barnes had um, two close-range opportunities following a free kick. But the first thing that um, I was watching the match again Gary Gillespie said on LFC TV was that Vardy's offside. And he looked, it come off a Liverpool head on the way in, but Vardy was miles offside. Now, the effect of those two having two quick chances was that it kicked the XG up from 0.47 to 1.66. So effectively as if they as if they'd scored a goal. So I think Leicester, whilst they were a threat in the game. Liverpool pretty much controlled them, which, as we know, is a team job. And I think, quietly, uh, we're improving at the back. I mean, that's three goals conceded in the last four games. So, not spectacular, but um, it's looking a bit a bit better, isn't it, Pad, if we can keep those two fit? Yeah, massively. Um, the XG, yeah, as you said, uh, 3.8 to 0.8, I add it, because if you yeah, you take away that Vardy and Barnes shot, it, um, that was 1.2, so 0.8. So we're, we're good for our money, 3-0, 4-1. Um, we're ahead most of the game on the XG. Um, and we pretty much dominated on, on all the stats in terms of possession, well ahead on that, and, and shots, I think we had 25. So we... We 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 blitzed them, and um, it really helps when you've got that that foundation at the back. I think mean, what did you say? We've conceded three and four, um, three goals in four games in the last four Premier League games. Yeah. Yeah. If you include the Champions League, they've all been clean sheets. So it's three and seven games, which is a massive, it's ma- pretty impressive. Actually. Massive really improvement. It's incredible, really, because as 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 we said in the previous pod, we got spanked by Aston Villa seven two, and then to actually respond in that manner is just it's just amazing, really. Honestly, it is. I, I just don't know how they've done it because I was, I was listening to Klopp's press conference yeah. today, and he was saying well, we've not had any time on the training field, so it's. I think it's down to like Fabinho's come in at the back. And he, he he's just reading the game. Like, it's all natural ability. He's, wherever you seem to stick him, if it's centre-half, holding midfielder or right-back, he just seems to know the position and read the game really well. Carragher, like, focused a lot on Monday Night Football and his positioning. Yeah. And instead of, you know, playing this on... Um, being on your heels and playing this high line, he's turning his body shape, ready to go with the runner and not leaving it to chance. And, um, yeah, he's made such a difference... Can I, I mentioned something on the XG as well. Our XG was higher than it was against against Leicester uh, last season away when we beat them 4-0. So it, that just shows statistically how, how many chances that we did create. Well, yeah, Bobby put, he put, some, put, put some more away then. We'd have, uh, <laughs> we'd have won 6-0, wouldn't we? Oh, uh, yeah. And I think that was, I mean that was what was quite um, significant yesterday as well. Like Jota had five shots, Mane had five shots, and Firmino had six shots as well. So the front three were just kind of, in terms of stats, were just firing, weren't they? Yeah, we battered them, and um, I don't remember Vardy and, and Madison doing anything, having a touch. I think we nullified them, didn't we? At times, I, you know? yeah, like Vardy's yeah. caused so many problems with different centre back pairings at the back, yeah. and he didn't didn't have a sniff really. Yeah. So it's just a massive compliment to to the fence, and it's real encouraging going forward. If we can keep them two fit centre half until January, 
and then we'll see from there. Maybe maybe add some strength in, in the squad, maybe another centre-half, maybe a time. And Paddy, just to get your take on the PPDA as well, that was we had a PPDA of eight and they had of 18. So again, it shows again how well our, how well we press, but it kind of shows how passive they were as well as as kind of Rogers said in his in his interview at the end. Yeah, well, they they, they beat City 5-2 a couple of weeks ago and the PPDA was actually 25 for Leicester that time. So it, yes. it, was, it was deliberate. It, it, yeah, it's, it's a, a deliberate ploy, isn't it? It's that deep and, and um, mm. you have to give the pool credit because um, Leicester hadn't been beaten away from home and they'd played the same tactics yeah. all the time, the counter-attack. So people were saying, yeah, they were passive, but... They played this tactics everywhere. But it worked so well. It worked so well. So it's it's testament to Liverpool that we just yeah, quite yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But this is the this is the problem now about playing Liverpool because they could have gone into this. I mean, we were talking about conceptions and misconceptions before the game about Liverpool's starting eleven. But Leicester could have looked at it and said, "Well, um, they've got a, a newish midfield because they've got Curtis, Naby, and Genie. I don't know if they've started a Premier League game together." Um, they could they could have looked at the fact that Milner was at right back as as they as they did in terms tactically, but they didn't say right, we're going to go for Liverpool in the first twenty minutes. Probably because they thought, well, if they do, if if we do that, it's a massive risk. But then the tactics that they adopted, which are the same that were successful against City, but Liverpool are more dynamic um, than City this season in particular. It just allowed us, didn't it, to play ourselves into the game. We started quite well, but Curtis grew in confidence. Naby played quite well before, and we'll come on to that. He picked up his injury. Genie came more into the game. We just it just allowed the centre backs to settle in. Fabinho's coming back, and that just killed Leicester because twenty minutes in, the rhythm was there, and they conceded the first goal, and then they conceded the second goal before half time. So. I think you can probably criticise Rodgers and say, well, even though they've got inju- injuries, they could have been a little bit more bold. But then that could have that could have backfired on, on them in another way. And this is the problem about playing this Liverpool team. Now, however you want to do it, you, it's not going to be easy. We'll find a way. Exactly. We were sharp, weren't we? We were aggressive. So sharp. And we nullified Leicester. Leicester were like the French origami army. They just folded at magical yeah. speed. <laughs> I, um, I I was thinking at half-time, this is just a walk in the park, 2-0. And, you know, this was so easy, but I didn't want to say anything because you know what it's like when you're... When you're 2-0 is always a dangerous scoreline, isn't it, in, in any of the games in the Premier League? But... I was just so surprised how well we played in that first half. It was just, it was just, it was just amazing. Yeah, coming on to Ka- coming on to Kaita, we um, it was two 0 up and we were cruising pretty much. And then when he come off, um, and maybe it's just because the way we, we 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 reshaped, but we actually then had that probably most nervy ten minutes where Leicester seemed to come into the game. Yeah, and then we settled a bit more then, and we it was a bit more of a doddle the last twenty minutes. We got the third goal, and you know. yeah, in fairness, if you look at the pattern of the game, we dominated the first half, but Leicester did come back into it second half, didn't they? They had certainly more. Uh, they certainly had more possession. But you mentioned uh, Naby Lad. I mean, yeah, I thought he played quite well, you know, for whatever it was, 58 minutes he was on the pitch. But we, what have we said about Naby? We said that he needs to be fit. I mean, we've talked about 10 games, but now he's after two games, he's injured again. And it's his third season. 
You know, so it, it's sort of make or break, really, for Naby. I mean, OK, he's part of a squad of midfield players, but it doesn't look as though he's going to be able to keep himself fit to make himself a real success at Liverpool, does it? I think that's the most dis- disappointing thing about the whole situation, is that, like you rightly said, Paddy, he played quite well to the first 50 minutes, yeah. but consistently with Naby, he's getting injured. And that's the problem, isn't and, it? And, and we need him to have... Seven or eight games where he's really staking a place within the side, and I was just so frustrated with him going off injured again. And just and you're right, James. Three seasons now, you kind of it is kind of a make or break for Naby. Can I can I just say you make a good point though with the injuries because that backs up on his on his on his appearances as well. So the eighteen nineteen season, he had twenty five appearances in the Premier League. The nineteen twenty had eighteen appearances in the Premier League and he's only had five this season as well so it just shows 50% isn't it yeah so he could be one of these players yeah good stats man the great (laughs) but it just shows though that he could be one of these players who actually um, is is played by injuries which is a bit unfortunate because we know he's got a lot of talent he's scored goals he's he's made he's made goals as well I know you're a big fan of Naby as well aren't you Paddy or at least at least you're on the 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 kind of the the hit the hit side of things. Yeah, well, when when he plays, he's always done well. Like since since Naby's been in the team, we've got ninety nine points in the league. We've got ninety seven points in the league. We're second again. Like he's our our record's unbelievable. I, so I don't really get the people that don't like Naby. Um, the I mean the only drawback is is his injuries. He doesn't have half a season or 10 games in the team it's, it is frustrating because yeah. I think there is even more to come from him uh, I do understand he can look a bit frustrating at times but yesterday he played really well he gave the ball away a couple of times but I think when you're playing in that number 8 it was interesting how Curtis who you think's the more attacking midfielder was actually playing alongside Genie and he's picking up the ball deeper you've yeah. seen that for the uh, second goal he picks it up he takes it off the full back and knocks it across the pitch when Naby was playing that further forward and he had a few shots and stuff and he was busy in the first half and nothing really come off for him but he had a couple of shots and stuff so you can see his uh, his quality there it's just how many lives you can give him he's had, he's, you know, I feel like he's had nine already so yeah but I wouldn't say he's not been a hit or he's not been a miss he's just been in between I think and and I think he's still he's still a good squad player isn't he and and you know he he can still come in and do a job. It's just it's just about staying fit. What do you think, James, on that one? Yeah, I, I think maybe you just have to recalibrate how you you think about Naby's contribution because he's got a contract. Klopp is not the type of manager who's gonna you know sell him because he's because he's playing you know twenty games a season. I think Klopp's gonna give him an opportunity to the end of his contract to see if he can. He can play, but were it not for this acute injury crisis, we would have six or seven, eight midfielders all vying for three positions. So it's not like in the 90s where you had two centre midfielders. And let's say, for example, you bring in Alberto Aquilani. He's got a, he's got he's got a he's got a he's got to play and he's got to play well. Otherwise, it's you've got to sell him. Whereas now Liverpool have got this pool of midfielders because of the way we play. So I think. I think we don't need to worry too much about Naby. I think we just give him the time and hopefully he'll be he'll be back fit. I wanted to mention about Bobby Firmino though because we've had a lot of conversations about him and about the, the, his struggles. And I thought there was actually a marked um improvement in his performance on Sunday. I thought he contributed really well. He was dropping off the play. 
he had some nice little touches. He should have scored at least two in the match. And um, it's only going to help his confidence that he actually got a goal in the end. Yeah, he's, I mean, his goal was sweet for him, wasn't it? It was a sweet, uh, a sweet header in the corner. Well, I think we were just all relieved that he actually scored. I know, yeah. Because... It's nice to see those pearly whites and a little dance. <laughs> it is actually nice to see that. You can't no, miss his celebrations, don't you? Nobody had that chance, didn't he? Obviously, before, where great balling from Jota and he hit the post. Yeah, and it was so close to being over the line. Yeah, I think what it is with 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 Bobby, we just want him to get you know get back to his usual performance, and and we know he's not a massive goal scorer, but getting a couple of goals will just bring the confidence back, and it was great to see his form improve. Yeah, no, I think I think maybe there's I think maybe there's that debate there's that debate about whether you start Firmino and Jota, and I think it's a slightly reductive analysis because. The, the 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 proper way of thinking about this is that we have the front four and they're all excellent and we use them but i don't want to in saying that duck away from the very proper debate we've had about bobby's form because bobby's form has not been good and to boot he hasn't been scoring goals so you know i'm not gonna we say not gonna castigate him for that but he does have to improve in order to and, and his performance on sunday was excellent to make sure that in the big games that he gets the nod instead of uh, Diogo because um, Jota's on fire, isn't he? I mean, how many goals has he scored now, Pad? Jota? Is that 8 in 12? He scored his 4 in 4 at Anfield. Yeah. He's the first ever player to do yeah. that. Yeah, It's incredible, isn't it? Great goals. It was a quality header, wasn't it, as well? Well, that's the thing with Jota. He scores headers. He scores, you know, longish range ones, medium range ones, tappings. I said said to Matt when I was watching the game. Obviously, we got um, this guy at the back of his career, but he reminds me a bit of uh, Maxi Maxi Rodriguez. Why that's it? Like yeah. the way he moves, he hasn't got. He's not like a super speedster or like <laughs> Maxi Rodriguez. I don't reckon. Well, no, he, like he did say he, that to me. The way he like shifts the ball and he's a goal scorer. He ghosts, doesn't maybe, he? Maybe he just his first style, Paddy. That's yeah. all. I think you're clutching at. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but I think terrible. I think I think in first to Paddy, what he's saying is about Jota is he makes them runs inside, doesn't he? And he like ghosts like for that. For his goal for Robbo's, it was just a great run inside, wasn't it? And then he had a chance earlier as well. Where, yeah. where, where the, it's his movement, like, isn't it? Just, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think Jota had the least touches out the front three, yet he was arguably... Well, I know Bobby was was effective, but he was very, his runs were so effective in getting in all them positions. And he had so many shots as well, so... Well, he looks like he's going to score every game, doesn't he? And he, he pretty much has. Like he's... Yeah, he does, and it's unbelievable, and isn't it? I mean, that's what the, that's where the pressure on Bobby's coming from, because he just keeps he keep scoring. It's like, why wouldn't you want him in the team? He's, he's forcing his way into the team. Forced his way in. And those, those other three have been so good for so long. It's just a, such, such a good find. The other thing we're forgetting, Fran, uh, before I come back to you, because I want to just take stock for a moment, is he'll, Klopp will just play the front four, won't he? The fab four. That's what we're forgetting. Why are we looking at it as a problem? We should be looking at it as it a It's a great thing. It's, it's a great opportunity, isn't it? The problem is, by the end of December, Jota's going to be our regular fullback, And Bobby's going to be uh, in centre mid if we keep losing players the way it's going. And he can probably play that position. Yeah. Probably just going to be the indestructible Mane. I'm touching wood when I say that. He's just up front by himself. And there's just, you know... But anyway... Hopefully, hopefully we're going to have Trent back. Uh, hopefully, Hendo's going to be back. Uh, Tiago's a bit of a mystery. Mo's back. So, things are looking looking good. Fran, just wanted to just take stock, as I said with you at the moment. We've got 20 points from nine games. 
we've gone through a massive injury crisis, probably unprecedented, worse than the league. And we are top of the league with Spurned. Eight points clear of, um, of, of City, albeit you have a game in hand. Next seven games, I think, which include a game actually against Spurs at home, are all winnable. And I just think we could be 10 points clear at Christmas. Yeah, I think on, <laughs> I think on balance, you have to look at the situation we've been in, in terms of injuries, and the way the season's just been a little bit crazy. And, and you rightly said, you know, the next run of games that we've got are all winnable games. I think we've got Brighton away next, Wolves at home, Fulham away, and then Spurs on the 16th of December. So obviously that's a massive game, isn't it, against Spurs, with them being yeah. right up yeah. there with us at the moment. Massive, and yeah. and massive, even yeah. at this stage, to be eight points ahead of City, I know they've got a game in hand. You know, it's it's quite significant, isn't it, with, with the amount of injuries we had. So I think on balance, I'm quite content and quite happy. I don't know what you guys think. Well, I was just I saying about the Spurs, it'd be quite nice to do one over Mourinho, our old foe, won't it? Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? Because I know, I know, he, I know he fancies his chances this season, doesn't he? So it'd be nice just to put him back in his place. They'll fold as well. It's 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 easy though, isn't it, to win to win uh, you know a string of games at the start of the season. But Spurs have got to show that they've got the ability, like Chelsea, to grind out result after result because that's what Liverpool are going to do. I mean, we can e- we can even do it against a good side like Leicester with like six first teamers missing. Paddy, we've got um, we've got Atalanta on Wednesday night. It's Champions League uh, match day four. As you know, we've got um, imperious to use that word again record in the Champions League group stages. What's I mean? What's the conundrum? Is if there is one, do we go in strong for that game? Bearing in mind we've got to play Brighton on Saturday at half twelve, or do we, do we rest a few? Do you throw Div and Tacky in, with with a returning Mo up front and um, and give a few players a rest in in the middle of the park? I think you've got to get qualification done, haven't you? You've yeah. got to get it. Got to get it. Yeah. Wrapped, got to get it wrapped up. Um, so yeah. one win away. Um, and then. It's it's tough. It's so annoying how the fixtures are. We got Brighton early morning on on Saturday. So frustrating. Cause Klopp said that, didn't he? It's such a quick turnaround. Yeah. But I, I do think we should wrap wrap it up. And I haven't really thought about the team. Uh, obviously Ali's gonna play. Would you play uh, both centre halves again? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I I'd play Matip and and and, and Fabinho. I think so, and and I'd probably play Nico Williams at right back. And I think stand. Nico's got to play one of those games, either uh, and maybe what, tomorrow or, and, or on Saturday, and give Robbo a rest maybe, because he's played a lot of games for Scotland as well, hasn't he? Yeah, maybe you could do yeah, Ni- Nico Robbo one game and then Simicass and Milner the other Simicass, game, just yeah, like yeah. one and one change. Yeah, I think yeah. in an ideal world we could do it like a week off, could we? <laughs> For all the players, not by saying we need to rest this player, we need to rest that player. I think the reality is, as you said, then Paddy, you know, I think most of the top teams at the moment are looking to try and kill off the group stage as yeah. early as possible because it's massive, isn't it? If you go on that last game of the group stage, knowing that you're only qualified, it just makes so much of a difference, doesn't it? In terms of the game, isn't it? That you can you can bring in some, you know, squad members. Fran, would you, will be a few changes. Fran, Fran, would you play Wijnaldum, Jones and kind of Milner midfield as well, do you reckon? Because we've got probably Brighton the most, and we... That's the, probably the most likely, yeah. likely three in the midfield. Uh, what do you think, James? 
No, I think I think we can probably if we win against Atalanta, I think maybe we 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 qualify, don't we? Um, twelve points must be enough. Yeah, yeah it will be surely. Not first is wrapped up. The other two are on four points, aren't they? So Atlanta won't yeah. be able to catch us if we beat them. It's just I think Ajax might be able to. Well, that's unlikely, isn't it? I mean, the, the, the thing is, there's no real point in thinking about an alternative lineup too much. I mean, I know I've raised this issue, but because we know what Klopp does, there's no way that Klopp is not playing a strong, a very strong team on Wednesday. So, you know, Mane will be there, Mo will be back. Um, you know, it'll be it'll be near on full strength. So sounds like he's talking about his mates. <laughs> yeah, he is. Everyone's gonna be there. Yeah, my mates. I love them. I absolutely love them. Um, but I think on a positive note, as I say, to recap, hopefully we get Hendo back soon. Hopefully we get Trent back soon. Maybe for Brighton. I don't know. Tiago Ox is on the way back now. You can see from the the the, the LFC TV images and videos that he's he's coming back. So. Hopefully in midfield, we're going to be well-stocked. Um, boys, just a, a quick one before we finish. Um, it's, it's good news, isn't it? The government's announced that from the 4th of December, football stadiums are lawfully able to allow some fans back into the game, depending on local COVID tiering at the relevant time. It's a step in the right direction, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's great news, isn't it? Um, it? You know, we've all missed... We've all missed going to the games, haven't we? And we were scarred by the last game, which was the Atletico Madrid uh, result as well. So just just looking forward to to, to start going the games again. And I think um, I think the players will get a big boost from it as well, won't they? It'll be a massive lift, won't it, for the players? Yeah. You know, to have a crowd back at Anfield, and I can't wait to get back. I think to be was it Wolves? Yeah. Wolves, the first game, first home game after um, after the second deck. But and it'd be yeah, the first was, yeah. first chance the fans have been to see the players since the league title as well. So. Yeah. Oh, of course. Well, well, there's that for us as well, isn't it? But uh, even not allowed to not allowed to sing and stuff like these. But I'm, I'm sure that's not. Gonna, <laughs> not stop if you think though, if you think though that, that you know there's like a thousand fans in the first game, they're gonna be like there's an opportunity for them to become quasi celebrities, isn't it? Because whatever the shouting from the stands. It's probably going to be audible, isn't it? You know, so you're going to be able to get direct instructions to the players. Anyway, boys, um, it's a great time to be a Liverpool fan. And uh, after a bit of a shaky start against Villa, I think we're back on track. Uh, and hopefully we're going to retain that title. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. We're going to be back after the Atlanta match on Wednesday evening. We'll be talking about that. Ale, ale, ale. You've been listening to Brothers Red, an LFC fan podcast. Your host was James Cullen. Contributors were Matthew, Francis, Patrick and Andrew Cullen. Music and production by Helen Lyon. The best word I can say when describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs>